Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. So have you done all your Christmas shopping? Yes. Have you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to get anyone. You know, I don't, I used to, I would just buy stuff just so everyone would have something to open, but I'm really trying hard to get stuff only that they need. And no one needs anything. If people need stuff, they just go freaking buy it. Stop doing that. This is true. This is true. Mm -hmm. I went, I went at my kids at Thanksgiving with a, like a Google share doc and was Mm -hmm. like, put in stocking stuffer ideas and put in a big idea. And so I've, I got my kids their gifts. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. My cat has taken the ornaments off the tree twice now. (laughs) That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. So anyway. Hi, cat. Hey, Tanya. How are you? I'm doing good. What are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to talk about non-possessiveness. Absolutely. Aparigraha is the fifth of our yamas. Can you believe Mm -hmm. we've already been through four of them already? You know, I'm getting into them. The more we talk about them, I've found that I'm weaving them into every single thing that I'm doing in the studio. Isn't that fun? It is. And it's making me feel a lot more confident talking about them because you and I are yakking about them all the time. Yeah, right. So Mm -hmm. aparigraha is the Sanskrit word for non-coveting by Mm -hmm. technicality or non-possessiveness or non-attachment. And graha means to grasp. And pari means things. When you put that A in front of it, that's the non part. So I thought that, so not grasping things. I love that. I love that imagery because Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're like, oh, well, I was attached to the results or, you know, we think, oh, well, we can't you know, hold on to, you know, A, B, or C, but in, in general, it's just that gripping, like, what are you? Mm-hmm. Gripping? And it could even just be your muscles. What are you clenching onto? Yeah, exactly. Well, it helps us achieve a balanced relationship with those things that we call mine, you know, that mine, 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 mine. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you notice someone else doing something and you're like, they're copying me. You're so doing yeah, that's the same thing. Oh yeah. You know, let go of that shit. Just let it go. Right. The guidelines of this yama is literally to let go or to pack lightly. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need it all. Yeah. You don't. How many times when you're going places do you take more than you need? And then you're mm-hmm. like, why is my bag so heavy? You know, why is my load so heavy? Why is the tension in my shoulder so heavy? Mm-hmm. What are you packing in your neck, cat? <laughs> oh, I'm packing all kinds of crap in my neck. And I'm clenching my cheek teeth at night. I called this on you. Did I not? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. (laughs) What is it you're holding on to? You know, who knows? It depends on, you know, Edward said we're only as happy as our saddest child. And, you know, whenever, whenever my kids are upset, I got all kinds of stuff I'm gripping and upset about. You know? so. And I think it's been, it's been an interesting, we'll say fall season for our mm-hmm. children. Lots of it change. Has been. And it's way more fun to blame anything we're holding on to on them. than. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they blame stuff on us all the time. <laughs> well, of course. 
It's not my well, shit. It's their shit. I know. I do have a yoga saying, all the things in the world are yours to use, but not to own. Ooh, I like and that. I like including, that too. Including mm-hmm. your body. Exactly. If you stop being so attached to how you look and instead remember that this is borrowed Mm -hmm. for a time. Now, you said how you like I'm attached to it. So, no, no, no. 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 I mean, you, the global you, but if you feel like that was directed at you. No. (laughs) She's like, don't throw a dart in my eye. Hey, hey, lady. And already the podcast has derailed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I completely agree because we do get so possessed with everything. And when we talk about a paragraha, most people think it means literal possessions like your house or your car or your favorite game or your pictures or your trinkets or my new piece of my new latest rock that I just have. Yeah. So it's funny that you say exactly that because right after that, I I have in my notes a a retrospection of what we're carrying and checking in with whether or not it's ours or someone else's. Mm -hmm. And like you're talking about, it's the mentality that we love, that we want to hang on to and that we enjoy letting it find us. Mm -hmm. And then like you say, absolutely doesn't have to be like physical or material objects, but instead like our excuses. Yeah. It's it's anything that we hold on to. Well, I did it that way because that's the way my parents did it. Or I, I do it that way because, you know, this, that, or the other thing. Or I want to look like that because Susie looks like that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Or holding on to regret. You know, holding on to those things that we let define us, that make us, you know, revel in victimhood. Those kind of things, you know, that are not, they're not ours to just hold on to like mine, 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 you know, let it go, let your body grow. You know, we, we become real uh, possessive. And then when we become possessive, we turn a little bit possessed and we're anxiously holding on to things, you know, and feelings and experiences. And then the more we're holding on, the more we're grasping for, and we're grasping for more and more and more. I think I've recently discovered that where I thought I had overcome most of my grief, I have not. Mm -hmm. And so there was one where I was like, oh, wow, look, Tanya, how much you're holding on to that. Like, really? And and anybody could have asked me and I would have been like, oh, I'm way above it. (laughs) Oh, no, you're not. Well, another thing, though, when we make good use of possessions that come to us and we enjoy them without becoming emotionally dependent on them, then they never they don't wield that power over us. And they don't they don't lead us to have false feelings towards them or false identities or false expectations. You know, yeah. And it's kind of like when we're talking about like all this stuff in our backpack and the things that, you know, a lot of times we can really define, oh, yeah, I totally am hanging on to that. And I know I shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. But then there's things like what I was just talking about, where here I thought I was completely past it. And now I look at it and I'm like, oh, if I dig out all the stuff out of my bag and I look at the bottom of my bag, there's a couple pennies, maybe a dime. There's some gum (laughs) wrappers. That's the shit that's stuck in the bottom of the bag Mm -hmm. that when you pull out the obvious stuff you don't see what's underlying the junk that's underlying Mm -hmm. well a lot of the stuff that we don't see that we leave down there on the bottom we leave it on the bottom because it's too hard to deal with 
100%. And and Aparigraha, the Yama, actually asks us to like literally take the backpack off. Don't even unpack it. Like take yeah. the backpack off, get naked and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and there's that problem. How many people want to be naked and vulnerable? Uh-uh. Oh no, that's that's. Can we not keep the happy... lights off, honey? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the place where our true self lives. You know, without that little backpack, without our little prayer shawls around us, or whatever, and to be naked and vulnerable. Some people never are. It's scary, right? Yeah. It's um, it's a really uh, scary place to be. And it's, it, you know, relative to space around us. And if we think about all the noise mm-hmm. of, of it, like to get really close with silence, like we're, you know, what? Yeah. No way. I don't want to do that. Like that's dangerous. <laughs> But it's it's all that clutter and all that noise around us that's contributing to our unwellness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, let's talk about literal possessions because I have been going through a decluttering of my closet. And I have, I, when we've talked about this, when we talked about body image, um, I have three different size clothes that I have in my closet for the most part, my skinny clothes, my normal clothes and my chunky clothes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and, and I think most women have three different sizes that they um, have in their closet. And I have finally decided, you know what, even if I get back into my skinniest clothes, they're not going to be in style anyway, or whatever, you know, so I just have been getting rid of it. And oh my gosh, getting rid of that crap has been incredible. It has been so freeing. And as far as just my own self image to not have to walk into a closet and go, well, I used to like it when that fit. In fact, I wrote wrote that whole piece on the red dress about, you know, holding on. I'm not getting rid of that dress though, because I do like the dress. (laughs) Well, and and to be fair, they, they tell you like, you know, if you listen to the minimalists or if podcasts where they talk about minimalizing, Mm -hmm. what they literally tell you is, it's okay to choose one thing that like is your goal, but mm-hmm. to let the rest go because it's exactly like what you're saying is we feel cluttered mm-hmm. and trapped by, oh, I need to get to this weight or I'm full of regret because I'm past that weight or whatever thousand emotions you go through when you mm-hmm. look at those 14 hangers in the closet or 44 hangers in the closet. Yeah, exactly. And it's not even just my clothes. You know, I have so many Christmas decorations since we're, I know this will air after Christmas, but we've, I've been decorating the house and about Two or three years ago, I went on a rampage getting rid of everything. Now I have nothing, so I'm have to go buy buy stuff again. I've it's, got a tree and ornaments. It's <laughs> funny that you said that because the other day I was sitting in the living room upstairs and I was like, "Wow, I really minimalized so much that I don't even have anything up here." I know. I was like, ah, but I'm not. I'm actually not too bothered by it. I went no. and I got some fresh poinsettias, you know, because we're going to talk about feng shui here in a few weeks or whenever this airs, it could be a couple episodes ago. But I was like, oh, I'm going to get me some live plants. And, you know, I have my cat. So cats and poinsettias don't go well together. So I had to make sure that I strategically placed the poinsettias where the cat can't get to them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, in general, if you think about what is it you can do 
you know, just like even one small thing each day to let go of something that's holding you back from being your best self? Like, Mm -hmm. what is it that you're hanging on to? Whether it's emotion, whether it's a habit, whether it's, you know, things in your home or clutter or people hanging on to relationships that are toxic, that aren't helping you Mm -hmm. align yourself with the people that are going to bring you to higher vibration. Yeah. And if you are very much in a place where you're like, nope, this relationship is very important to me, then figure out how to help them raise their vibrations to yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I've got some practice tips for us. Okay, let's hear it. These are some things that you can do when you want to really practice um, a paragraha. Examine your own tendencies towards possessiveness. And this is kind of, I mean, you really can sit down and journal about this. You knew I was going to throw journaling in. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. But you can sit down and journal about the things. I mean, walk through your house and look at the things in your house. And the things that bring you joy, the things that you're ju- you have there, just because it's mine, 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 and I don't want to give it to anyone else, can um, take better care of an object in your possession. Something else to consider. Do you take better care of an object in your possession than you would an object belonging to someone else? Ooh, that's mm-hmm. a good trying question. Mm-hmm. You know, journal about that. Do you acquire more of something than you can use? Now, we're not going to talk about the toilet paper hoarding of the pandemic, <laughs> but but how many of us, you know, see something on sale and we're like, oh my gosh, that shirt's on sale. It's only $9.99. I must have every color. And, I mean, <laughs> you know, why do we do that? You know? I don't so know. I was thinking the other day, I'm going to go into my closet and I'm going to choose seven outfits that I really love how they match and coordinate. And I'm going to get rid of the rest of the crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so journal about that. Go through your closet or go through your kitchen. I, for a while there, I was collecting cake plates. I, I'm a baker, so I love baking and I was collecting cake plates. How can I use tons of cake plates? So now I have like four, you know, which four is probably tons for a lot of people, but that's like way less than I used to have. So, you know, find out what do you have that you are just keeping to have. Ask yourself, do you depend too much on others? Give more in a relationship than than it's healthy for you. You know, a lot of people do that as well. Replace mutual give and take with a need for tight fist to control. Or do you attempt to increase your self-esteem by gaining someone else's love? And there's all kinds of things that you can try to grab onto and hold to make yourself feel better. So that's a whole different little going down the little Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Um, there. And then the practice of non-possessiveness helps us to examine our assumptions and it gives us back to healthy relationships with others. So when we go on any of these journeys through the yamas and niyamas, it's ultimately going to make us feel better here, but it's going to affect every relationship in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, domino effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's going to change those people that that mean a lot to us, because a lot of people you can preach and yell at them to do this or do that all day long. But your actions and you showing them pretty powerful stuff. Right. Yeah. It's a uh, it's amazing how much we don't realize that we're packing and that we really have pa- have been packing it for so long. That when we do take the time to unpack it or take the time to, or notice, I should say, take the time to notice what it feels like to have a backpack that has nothing in it. It's like we walk crooked because we're so used <laughs> to having 
the weight of it that we feel like, whoa, I'm like totally lean the wrong way now because my load is so light. Yeah. <laughs> so we get rid of that Quasimodo stroll. <laughs> we're so, yeah, we're so out of balance that we don't even know what it looks like to be in balance. Right, right. Yeah. And how life-changing, what a gift to give yourself. Yeah, to free yourself up and unload your mm -hmm. burdens. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to the first four of the yamas, go back and listen to them. You know, it's, it's a great practice to go through and listen to them over and over again and glean more. And if you have any tips or things that you want to share with us about your experiences through the yamas, Send them on. Absolutely. Let us know because we love that. This is, a, this is a work in progress, working through the yamas and niyamas, and they each build upon each other. And so, you know, we've enjoyed going through the first five of the yamas, and now we're on to the niyamas. Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.